believed in a country that is fundamentally transformed into something else. <laughs> this was a, and I was a part of it, and this is from, this is the New York Times print of the, of the, of the speech by Mike Pence. There was another line that I thought was like the most ridiculous sort of comparison. There was a lot of bizarre... I caught some of the speeches. I, I didn't see any of Pence's. I caught some of 45's. I caught some of... Uh, and I caught some of the ones on the first day, I guess. Uh, and there were just, like, a lot of speeches that just didn't... Didn't see it. Like that... Uh, uh, I think his name is Scott... Uh, last name Scott, the senator from South Carolina, like, just didn't say anything about Trump at all. Like, he just, he talked about the Republican Party, he talked about good things that they might have done, and, you know, why, you know, why you shouldn't put your eggs in the Democrats' basket but he didn't he didn't laud the presidents in any way which you know it's what's the uh what's a convention in a presidential year for anyway i don't like. well i mean that makes sense that you'd have some speakers that weren't like just blatantly shilling oh yeah i mean of course and, and the, conven- the convention is more about the party which which brings up another point that uh, They've obscured the platform or not published a platform in favor of what is it like Trump's will? <laughs> Trump's are their party platform are are Trump's whims, right? Is I that what they said? Did I misunderstand that? Yeah. It, whatever Trump's. Uh, Whatever Trump is calling his thing, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be political. I'm not. I'm not an overtly political individual. Yeah, I do like this local news thing, though. Up, update, <laughs> Matt updating Schaefer on the local news is uh, never a bad thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that there's probably a story each night on the local news that's worth talking about. In this. I have no doubt. Some of them are pretty quirky. <laughs> we should, uh, you know. You're probably wondering which is my station. Uh, is it KXAN? It is not. Although, that's probably my second. That's probably my alternate. Well, actually, it's my third. Number one is KVU. The ABC affiliate. The ABC affiliate. And I, I have really liked them historically. I gotta say, I'm not super pumped about the current uh, group of broadcasters. It's funny when you watch local news for say 20 years, how many different you know personnel you see, uh, especially the, those reporter positions. They, they move around a lot. There's some reporters that have left and come back. There's this girl, Arizo Dost, and she used to be 
at KXAN, and then she had been gone for a long time, and I see her again on another station, and then the current meteorologist, head meteorologist at KVU, is a, a woman who was here before, oh, what is her name? I don't want to say the wrong name, uh, but she had left and been in Houston for a while. She's back as the, the head, the chief meteorologist. And, and, and that's a big part of this for me is the weather. Like, I <laughs> I, I love the weather. I, I look at the radar between the news broadcasts. Like, I'm just like, I like being aware of the weather. I don't know why that is. Cross, well, it's it's because you're a man of a certain age. Uh, I mean, it seems like a piece of information that, that but, can really help you help you in a situation. Also, in Austin, particularly this time of year, the weather is a gorilla in our bedroom. You know, you got to you got to keep an eye on it because you could step outside and die in August in Austin. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a slight exaggeration. Obviously, I tried to kill my kids yesterday. <laughs> Did you leave them out in the backyard a little too long? Weather, weather. Now I, I took them out to the disc golf course in the middle of the afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah, it was hot, it was real hot. That's good for them. I, I mean, and also they're kids. Let me just remind everybody that we're in the pandemic and my work is at halftime and that's why I have the leisure time to take my kids to the disc golf course in the middle of the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's not because you're a semi-pro disc golfer? No, no. No. Or that I'm a man of leisure. <laughs> I am not. I am, a, I am of the working class. If, if any man is of leisure here, sir... It's this one. Yeah, you're, you're on a little extended break, aren't you? Yeah. Way too... Way too wound up to be a le- leisure... Leisurous of any... <laughs> leisurely. It but, uh... It doesn't feel leisurely. Yeah. Uh, but that's alright. You know, that's... Part of, part of life. Part of, uh... All, you know... It's a strong feelings are part of living. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about the state of our nation. And because um, my mother was here. And so last night, you know, Dickie and I, Dickie and I were hopping over onto the onto the RNC. Our mother, who is the Republican in the family, didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, she, I think she particularly didn't want to watch it with us. But, uh, <laughs> uh, all, you know, all for understandable reasons. Um, but I, you know, I was bouncing over there, and I was sitting wait, just... Wait, wait, is that because she doesn't want to hear y'all's commentary on it? She doesn't want to hear our commentary on it. She doesn't want to see what's going on, either. You know, like, she doesn't like what's happening to her party. She doesn't want to hear us saying anything about it, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and you know, it's you know, it's kind of gotten to the point where none of us talk to our mom about politics anyway, which is you know, a little sad because in some ways she's a very smart lady. She's obviously very important in our lives, 
but you know we've just you know we don't engage with her in that way uh but last night you know it was just the two of us sitting in Dickie's living room uh the kids were in bed and you know I I popped over to the to the convention for a minute and you know didn't you know the president was saying something meaningless oh I caught uh, I caught him saying that with all modesty he's done more for the black man than any president since Abraham Lincoln and he started that with the phrase with all modesty and which means like which I, the only possible interpretation of that is you have no idea what the word modesty means sir uh anyway it doesn't matter it, like him saying inane things that don't make any sense and or or outright lies is, is not news uh point is i you know i i watched it for a few seconds i turned it off uh mom hadn't heard about the nba walkout you know and I was like, yeah, you know, in Milwaukee, they just shot another man in the back seven times while he was getting into the car with his kids. And, you know, like any American with feelings would do, my mom, you know, looked like she was sick to her stomach. And I said, you know, and I said, yeah, this, this has got to stop. And she said, yeah, this has got to stop. Um... Which, you know, and my mom's not one of these people who's dictated by Fox News, but she, it, like, her entire bubble is that Fox News bubble. So her saying this, you know, did mean a little bit to me. You know, it had some positivity to me. And so it, I asked her, you know, I, through my whole life, anytime that there's strife in America, I try to look at the past. And I say, well, you know, this has happened, you know, they say the, you know, the Gulf War disaster. I say, well, you know, America went through this from the Vietnam War. It was bad, but we emerged. Things were okay. You know, uh, civil unrest, uh, you know, you can say. And, but I asked my mom, I said, I, I feel like this year, that logic has failed me. I said, does, does it feel like that to you? Do you feel like this is worse in a way that it's never, it doesn't, it doesn't feel historically co- comparable? And she said, yes, she agreed with that statement. She felt like things were particularly bad, which, you know, I mean, once again, to hear her say that is, uh, Meaningful. Hopefully, you know, enough people get this memo and things change. But we'll see. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have to say. That was just one interesting thing that happened to me well, last me, night. Let me, let me suggest this. I watched that Vietnam documentary not too long ago. Uh, the, who does those excellent documentaries? Yeah, Ken Burns. Yes, and um, is it possible that at that time, at the height of that madness, that that also was an unprecedented time where you could look into the past and go, man, this feels worse than anything we've ever gone through? 
Yes, I think so. And that's kind of why I was asking Mom. You know, maybe it's just so far in the past that she doesn't remember. Um, but she lived through it, you know. But I said, you know, I was saying, you know, like, the protests going on and, you know, the clashes with the cops, you know, there was, there was Kent State, there was, you know, there were the watch riots, you know, there was, it just doesn't seem to me like there's been anything this pervasive, uh, And you know, I'm just, you know the more I the more I say this out loud, the more I realize that I'm just speaking from a white a white perspective, and that you know any black person would say you're fucking a right. It's pervasive. I've been dealing with this for my entire life. But point is, you know, even my mother, who is a white woman interested in status quo, said no status quo is not acceptable anymore. So, I take some positivity from that in the long term. We'll see. But, I mean, you know, that's the whole, like, I, I, that's uh, what I assume is, it's certainly, it's the knot in my stomach, and I assume it's the knot in everybody's stomach, is we're not going to know anything until November. Um, and as far as predictions go, you know, 2016... Uh, showed us not not to look at the polls and not to listen to even Nate Silver yeah. didn't, didn't know what was going on. Um, so we'll see. We don't. We'll, we won't know until then. So anyway. And of course, as usual, the outcome of an election doesn't really dictate whether things are going to be okay or not. Like uh, obviously, this year has. Uh, shed light on, uncovered, given us time to focus and pause and look at the problems we have in this country, you know, and so uh, either outcome of the election is only going to fan the flames of <laughs> of hate from either side. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I, I don't, I, 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 we have, we have some issues here. And your and your mom, looking at it and taking a clear eyed look at it, is, I mean that is good. That seems positive, but listen, you know, like a lot, like a lot of us, it's like, where, what do you do? What do you do to contribute to the change? How do you help? How do you help people here? Getting somebody back in the White House who has one iota of experience leading the free world. Is going to be helpful. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And I wasn't saying that. I, I was just talking more about the divisions in people's hearts and minds and in their families. Yeah. Along along these BS two-party system lines, this this whole us and them paradigm that we're living in was created by Newt Gingrich and, and Rush Limbaugh and has just... And Trump has has been able to exploit to such great to such great effect. I mean, he he. he I, I was talking about the fear mongering, and I mean that's what they have in order to get, in terms of getting people to the polls. Uh, are are 
scared white people who are interested in the maintenance of the status quo. You know? That's an, you know that's another interesting thing that uh, that I hadn't really thought about before is that you know like another like big watershed event September 11th you know that brought us all together uh, this pandemic should have brought us all together too you know it should have been uh, it should have been every person on the planet against this virus that is killing people all around the globe uh, but that was that was impossible this year um, and then they took the and then they took the outward manifestations of it wearing a mask and politicized it yeah to great effect well I thought this podcast was really going to be a lot cheerier <laughs> yeah but I'm the one who brought up cheer mongering we are in we uh like I said we had to we had to address it it would be irresponsible not to address it uh, not that I think that you and I are going to solve any problems, um, but just sticking your head in your sand and not talking about it is not good for anyone. I mean, I think that we are too, um, you know, relatively concerned white guys who would would love to open a, a forum <laughs> or at least just encourage more discussion about the place where I'm at and I think a lot of people are at are what do I do what do I do to help you know it it, it, beyond the demonstrating beyond demonstrations beyond riots and I'm listen I'm behind the demonstrators and even some of the rioters wholeheartedly I would probably be out there if I was 22 sure Uh, 44 with two kids it doesn't feel like the right place for me to be but uh Forty-four, two heart. kids, and a pandemic. And a pandemic, and a bad back. <laughs> I'm struggling with my back this week. Uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's just what, what can be done. If any of our listeners want to uh, email us, at, do you have the email set up yet? You can do. You can just use shaferhall at gmail dot com. Any of our listeners want to get at us at shaferhall at gmail dot com and let, and let us know what they think regular working class white boys should do to for, to get some progress on this systemic racism issue. Uh, they're going to be like, oh, just just keep casting about it, fellas. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, lis- uh, listeners, Put a pin in it. by which I mean six, six parrots and my little sister, Grace, uh, Keep your eyes open for onemagicalhour.net uh, or, what, or for that matter, onemagicalhour.com. I bought them both uh, for our upcoming website where you can uh, get information, past episodes, link to our Patreon account. You can buy, uh, buy our uh, branded wine, uh, branded vodka, branded bottled water, branded steaks. Um, for, uh, for yeah. I, I had a dot net. I had a dot net for a while, Matthew Rampy dot net. That was my online portfolio site. 
and uh, 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 an acquaintance of ours, a mutual acquaintance, Ramsey Abarca, was like, "Come on, man. .net. Nobody, nobody's gonna, nobody goes to .net. It's got to be a .com." And I was like, "But I'm, I'm not a company. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just a guy showing some art on the internet." And he was like, "Oh, you got it." So I, I gave in. I'm MatthewRampy.com now, but. Uh, I, yeah, I had SchaeferHall.com. I think I let it lapse, um, but it was just hooked up to my blog, um, which hasn't seen a lot of action in the last few years anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I figured .NET and .com would be smart enough. No, it's good, good you secure them both, because whichever one, and we can redirect from the other one, but, exactly. uh, you know... Once once we uh, once we get this podcast uh, in the upper echelons, people are going to be gunning for us, and they'll of course want to put up some kind of fake site on the other one. So I'm glad that you got it. Yeah, got to protect us. Maybe we should get dot tv and dot io and dot <laughs> dot biz. So, uh, back to uh, our producer's bullet points. Um, yeah. So, anyway, Grace, I'm trying to not let the news make me anxious. But, but as, as Shafee and I were just highlighting, it's kind of hard these days. I, listen, I saw some, I saw some protesters uh, up in people's faces as they were leaving the grounds of the White House after 45 tirade last night and uh, it, it it concerns me about the level of civil discourse and listen uh, no I, I, I'm not feeling for the, the well I mean you know those, those people are just people too they, they, people were being accosted as they were leaving uh, 45's tirades I mean, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think that there's a right way to talk to people and a wrong way to talk to people, but there's also people whose voices have not been heard for hundreds of yeah. years in our country. So, uh, there's, right. I should not have for them. their story well, needs to be told loudly, um, I'm glad that there's those kids out there telling it loudly. And, you know, having their kids get involved is maybe the only way some of these, you know, some of these rich white people are going to listen. You know, they all told, four years ago, they all told Kaepernick that he wasn't allowed to kneel. And then... It took literally dozens of police slangs between now and then to get people to say, oh, maybe we were wrong about that. Uh, so, what uh, what should we plan to talk about next time? Well, I still have a couple of topics for this time. Excellent. Um, I, I'm, I am gathering a 
A show sheet. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Let's just finish these bullet points. Yes. Our producer says, I like hearing what's happening in your life. So we've we've sort of failed on this episode. We uh, told the story about my mom. We found out about the brand cereal and the local news. Yes. Six parrots in my backyard. There's a lot going on with us. I like how when Matthew starts talking about his failed stage career, Schaefer is gone, and Matthew is all alone talking to himself. <laughs> we didn't plan that. That was just natural. I was thinking, you know who else is famous for his... Uh, his stunted career as stand-up comedian is Luke Burbank. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I really despise it when you compare me and Luke's experience. <laughs> yeah, although there's a, lot of, there's a lot of comparisons. There's a little bit of crossover here and there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll try not to lament that anymore. That, that, I, I'm told that that's just uh, existential dread. You, uh, you know. Thinking about the thing that you didn't do when you were young is just because you're, you're getting old and you're going to die. So. Yes. That's why I keep buying skateboards, even though I don't skateboard. Did you get your new skateboard? Yes, I have a skateboard for you. If you'd yeah, like, you if you want it, yeah. You can definitely have my old Sector 9. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would like that. Because we, we've been going places to skate. Yesterday I mentioned the disc golf course. We went to the Met Center, which is, uh, it's right near Holly's neighborhood, south like, you know, McKinney Falls Parkway. If you turn, if you're going south of 183 and you turn before you get to McKinney Falls Parkway, it's, it's like an office park. So, like, it's all this massive office park and it's pretty under, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of empty offices out there, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And this golf course is in sort of the wash, the creek between the neighborhood and the, and the commercial area. And but there's behind the offices, there's great skating spots with just like gentle slopes and really smooth concrete. And both my kids were out there rolling down the hill. I, I gave it one run myself, but I, the boards with the small wheels is just like. It feels like it's just going to slip out from under you at any second. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge wheels on that, that Sector 9 board. The largest possible wheels. That's not true. I will take you up on that. Uh, I'll take good care of it. The largest possible street wheels. There are, lar- there are larger off-road wheels. but Awesome, man. And I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't worry about taking care of it because I already cracked it in half trying to ollie on it. So good, okay. <laughs> good. Fair condition. 
can be as brutal brutal that as you like. The last bullet point here is that we've got to work on our uh, our power out, our goodbye, our sign off. Yeah. We've got a lot of things to do to build this podcast into something. She voted she voted for goodbye, buddy. I I don't even remember what was the what was the one we used yesterday? I've already forgotten. Except that it made me giggle. <laughs> it obviously wasn't a keeper. If we can't even remember it. Oh, I completely disagree. I, I did. I did want to just come circle back around to fly at the navigator, though. Before we're out here. Did you just finish? Did you finish? I finished fly at the navigator. And Say that movie is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Um, I'm here at the wiki page. It, it's a it's a Disney film, but it says as its opening that it's some other production company that's not here. And then it says the film's producers initially set the project sent the project to Walt Disney Pictures in 1984, but the studio was unable to approve it, and it was sent to Producers Sales Organization, which made a deal with Disney to distribute it in the United States. And then I click on Producers Sales Organization. It was an independent motion picture production and sales company founded in 1977, PSO mostly handles foreign sales of independent films. Interesting. Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard of the PSO, I must say. Producer Sales Organization, which is a, just a weird title for a production. I don't know. Um, yeah, that movie is bizarre. And then as I watched the second part of it, it seemed more familiar Basically, the ship scans his brain because, for some reason, they put all these star charts in his brain because humans only use 10%, you know? And when the ship scans his brain, then instead, like, the ship gathers the star charts, but it also gathers all this, I guess, pop culture references, and the ship (laughs) begins to laugh and talk like Pee Wee Herman. Oh, wow. For the rest of the film, the ship is... Max, it's the ship. Max is is acting like a cross between like the Weasel and Pee Herman. <laughs> uh, it sounds like. Do you remember Max Headroom? It, I, I, I guess. I mean, that was all like around the same time. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Uh, it had that feel. I thought of that too. So. So the ship scans the kid's brain and becomes sentient. Well, the ship is already sentient. Oh, okay. And it's just, uh, it's super intellectual. You it's, know, it's, it scans the kid's it, brain and becomes American? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a combination of Pee Wee Herman and Dweezels and, uh... And Polly Shore. Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Dweezel Zappa. Uh, and throw... And, 
throw a little dweezil zap in there for good measure. There's also a lot of really like weird uh, shots that look um, like they had to go back and get a shot. Like they, oh, we missed this line. Like the kid's hair is a bit longer, or like the it, it's like the same shot but at a slightly different angle, and like maybe I'm, it's a different season in the field where he's standing. I must say, your description yesterday had me wanting to see this movie. Now today, I feel like I absolutely have to see this movie. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch for the, you know, it's got some great nostalgia. It's got Sarah Jessica Parker as a young NASA intern who helps David his self, and Howard Hessman. WKRP in Cincinnati as Johnny Fever. Yeah, he's the head um, doctor there. And he's Don't mind if I do. Dr. Lewis Faraday, you know, because they're making a little nod to Faraday there. Got it. Just like it, like it lost. Yeah, that was, it, it was fun. I, I have enjoyed that. Well, number two in the can, right? Yeah. I don't know who Dr. Lewis Faraday is. Well, was it Faraday? Um, it wasn't Lewis. The Faraday, okay, Michael Faraday was an English scientist who contributed to the study of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. Ah, uh, okay. I and got then it. there's like the, the Faraday effect or something. The Faraday cage. All right. Make me smart. We'll not do a history, a history person. Got it. An enclosure of conductive mesh used to block... Oh, so that's like to keep people from reading your thoughts. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, that's a tinfoil hat. Excellent. Well, I hope you have a fair day, too. I'm going to have a fair day. Yeah, a, I'm going to take my kid. It's a fair day. Fair I'm day gonna first. You're going to watch what? I'm going to watch the local news and bring stuff to this forum that's newsworthy. Excellent. That's odd work. We, uh... So, uh... We, we really... We got to talk about our power out, our sign-offs. Our power out? We got to... We got to start creating introductions. I was... I had plans to work on our theme song. Um, I was actually going to get with Alex Battles. My initial idea was for our theme song to be on the ukulele, but I decided maybe that was a bit too precious. And so I think I went back to just the old six-string guitar, the axe, uh, but we'll see. I'll keep working. Keep thinking. I look forward to 
for that. For, the, for our magical hour, our one magical hour. Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Extravaganza. It, it, it is nothing if not extravagant. <laughs> Alright, buddy. Well, uh, take care. I hope to see you here next time. Okay, buddy. You have a good one. <laughs>